a monkey's record from a cereal box was a big deal. Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulting while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. Today, I'm going to take you on a nostalgic tour. Another one, that is. I was in my car listening to one of my playlists. This time, it was the monkeys. And I was thinking, what should this week's episode be about? And I realized I haven't talked to you about my lifelong love of the monkeys yet. Well, my relationship, if you will, with the monkeys started when I was maybe seven or eight cooled off a little in the last few years, I admit, but I still have a very soft spot for them in my heart. My first recollection of watching the monkeys was on Saturdays when my mom would take me, or should I say drag me, over to see her parents. This goes back as far as I can remember, the going over to see my grandparents, that is. I'm not sure when it started, But I guess at some point, my grandfather had retired from his business of TV repair, and she was going over to check on them and help them with errands. Thus started years and years of boredom for me, sitting and listening to adult conversations about the neighbors or the mail or Lawrence Welk, mind-numbingly boring for a child. But there was a bright spot. My grandfather had a TV in his room away from the noisy and loud voices of my mom and grandmother, and I somehow discovered the monkey's TV show. I was instantly smitten. They were funny. They were musical and performed, and I use that word lightly, of course, bouncy, catchy, fun music. And most importantly, they were cute. I had a crush on them as long as I can remember. No, Davy wasn't my favorite. For me, it was always Michael. Tall. They always have to be tall and brooding. Sometimes dark, a bit sarcastic, but still sensitive. He had his own wit about him, though. Oh, and he was from Texas. Now, stay with me. Texas, in my mind, was where all the cowboys lived. And a cowboy was one step away from a horse. From an early age, I loved all things horse and horse-related, so he had that going for him, too. (laughs) I was hooked. Sure, I liked the other members, too, Mickey, Peter, and Davey. Now, is it an only child thing or what? I don't know, but I had a vivid imagination and would imagine that all four of them were my friends, that they hung out with me, so to speak. I had a lot of time over there at grandma's house. I had to entertain myself somehow. The show was only a half hour. Years later, when I was cleaning out a drawer or box, I found the remnants of a cereal box where they had printed a small 45 record on the back of the box. 
Kellogg's was a sponsor of the monkeys. I had awkwardly cut out the record and jarring my memory cells, I started to recall playing it or trying to play it on my old record player. Now, this was a big deal because besides my childhood record player, which was white and red, and my collection of 45 childhood records, including Little White Duck and my mom's radio, we didn't have any music in this house. Never had a stereo or a hi-fi. Was that what we called them? Okay, yes, they did get the piano, but that wasn't the same thing, really. So a monkey's record from a cereal box was a big deal. It would be of note that in junior high, I was able to buy a tape recorder. And so I started buying cassette tapes. This was a huge deal as well. My first two albums were Elton John and The Babies with John Waite. I really thought I was living. I could listen to music now anytime I wanted to. Fast forward to the mid-1980s. In early 1986, MTV broadcast a monkeys marathon. I mean, it made sense because the monkeys were kind of a predecessor to music videos, right? And they called it Pleasant Valley Sunday after one of the monkey songs. I watched. I was in heaven. Darian, one of my friends, painstakingly recorded all the episodes for me on beta videotapes. <laughs> beta. It was such a treat to see the episodes and, and watch them over and over again. They were so familiar to me and so much fun to watch. Somewhere in here, Darian and I also attended a monkey convention or some kind of event in Hollywood. All I remember about it was that it was Davy and Mickey, and we were all sitting under a big white tent somewhere off Hollywood Boulevard. Davy was wearing a beautiful dark pink shirt, all pressed. Oh, it was, it was gorgeous, but don't judge. He had the right complexion for pink. And they had us write down questions in case they had time for the guys to answer some. Mickey answered my question. I still remember it. What was your favorite episode to do? Mickey's answer was the episode he directed, The Frodus Caper. He also co-wrote the story and the teleplay. It's the last episode of season two, actually the last episode period. That, that was exciting, even though he didn't read my name or anything. Sadly, I never did see Michael Nesmith in person. In 1989, the Monkees were playing a reunion concert at the long gone Universal Amphitheater here in the Los Angeles area. And Darian and I bought tickets for one of the three or four nights. We got tickets for one of the first few rows and I finally saw three of the Monkees up close and personal and performing. It was thrilling. We were listening to a radio simulcast of the last night's show when Michael came out on stage. I was so close to seeing him. I'm sure there are men who appreciate the monkeys. Darian was one of them. But mostly, it's been my experience that they appealed more to the female side of the world. Back during the Brady Bunch TV show, Davy Jones guest starred on an episode about Marsha getting entertainment for her prom. 
I think everyone swooned over that appearance. So it's no wonder when the Brady Bunch movie came out in 1995, mocking America's funniest family of eight, they incorporated Davy singing at Marsha's prom. But this time, all the female teachers swooned over him. I remember being in the theater with Bill and laughing and enjoying this part so much, clapping like I was the only one in the theater. What a stroke of genius. It was a great plot point. And they also had cameos from Mickey and Peter in the film. It was years later, again at the Universal Amphitheater, when the three monkeys did another show. This time, I got backstage because of my friend Craig. I remember standing, talking to my group, and seeing Peter Tork standing nearby. And then Amy Dolans, Mickey's daughter, came over to say something to us. I thought, how could this be his daughter? She's an adult. How did so much time go by? I saw Mickey another time at Staples Center, now the Crypto.com Arena. Once again, my friend Darian invited me, and I took one of my girlfriends. It was a holiday event with numerous famous musicians playing one or two songs before another group came on stage. Mickey performed a handful of songs, not all monkey tunes, and his voice really shined. He did great, and it was comforting to see him doing so well. I've found that growing up and growing older means more than just the passage of time. It means the passing of people he thought would always be there with you on this earth. Davy Jones, the cute English guy with the great complexion, died in early 2012. That was sad because he was only 66, and part of me thought that they would always be around, all of them. And then Peter died in 2019. Michael aged so much, I didn't even recognize him anymore, and we lost him in 2021. Now Mickey is the last one standing. He's our last surviving monkey. I still find myself listening to monkey songs. My husband sometimes jokingly admonishes me if I listen to them with an earshot of him, explaining, like I don't know, that they didn't play their own instruments. And it's not technically good music. <laughs> I kind of chuckle to myself. I fully understand what he's saying, and I can't disagree with him, but that's the attraction for me, or probably anyone else. The monkey songs, I believe, have been popular and beloved because they're fun, they're upbeat, and most importantly, they make you feel good. The TV show The Brady Bunch isn't an award winner either, but it stood the test of time because it provides light entertainment. It makes people feel good. It gives viewers an escape. And that's kind of what the monkeys have given me all these years escape and comfort, an escape from the boredom of my Saturdays at grandma's house, an escape from being the lone child, or just a general escape. Sometimes I was even a sweet young thing, spending my Pleasant Valley Sunday sometime in the morning with Valerie on the last train to Clarksville. <laughs> That's all I've got for today. 
Next time, we'll tackle another topic together. I hope you'll join me. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you might listen on. And consider rating Only Child Diaries and writing a review. It helps others to find us. Please share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Wallace, and these are the Only Child Diaries.